I think it's very much a phenomenon of what we see in women's medicine. And that is women's symptoms are outright dismissed. And this is really what fuels me, is that women are telling the truth about their bodies. They need to be heard. And the idea that just because there's no research study to support what a patient's saying does not give you the right as a physician to dismiss that woman. And I don't know about you, but for me, I don't have 20 years to wait around for science to come out with a study to validate what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through. And I don't think any other woman does either. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Today, we are exploring an important topic for millions of women, a topic that many women can personally relate to, and that is what to know about perimenopause and birth control with my dear friend and fellow hormone expert, Dr. Jolene Brighton. I am thrilled to have Dr. Jolene Brighton come on for a second time onto the show, and I'm excited to dive into a topic that is near and dear to me because it's an area of women's health that is often ignored, even though it affects so many women in their 20s, 30s, and beyond. You know, I myself struggled with birth control from the moment I started taking it. My symptoms became so debilitating that I had to stop taking hormonal birth control altogether. And the post-birth control backlash was so scary and confusing. You know, I had no idea that hormonal birth control didn't actually regulate symptoms. It just masked them and stopped my hormones from functioning. That's why I'm so grateful to Dr. Brighton for shedding light on this subject and supporting women with a powerful game plan. But before we jump into this much-needed conversation... Did you know that you can now take advantage of two episodes per week on this podcast? That's right. Every Tuesday and Friday, I am dropping a brand new episode that's focusing on women's health care, just like today's episode with Dr. Jolene Brighton. As you know, I really created this podcast to give women more insight about their bodies and provide an explanation for why they aren't feeling like themselves, but not sure what is going on. We deserve answers about our health. Don't you agree? And we deserve to write our own health story. Are you ready to write your own health story? You know, when I made the decision to help women become the CEO of their health, I realized that that first step was to connect into your inner pilot and address the root cause of the issue. So by becoming the CEO of your own health, it's basically listening to your body. Now, why doctors may know the enzymes that work in your gut or the anatomy of the organs better than you do, only you know what's best for your body. Your body is indeed your business. So listen to your intuition and trust what it tells you. Illness is oftentimes a wake-up call, a wake-up call from your body saying, hey, what is going on? So what is going on in your life to drive that illness or those messages? Is it an unfilled job, constant deadlines, a toxic relationship at its root? that it's time to change in your life? Here's some important questions to ask yourself when you are coming up across a symptom or or not feeling at home in your own body. First question I love to ask is, is this serving me and my body? It's such a great question and you will get so much insight from that. Number two, do I feel ownership of my life and the choices regarding my health? Next, what does my body need in order to heal? 
And once you have awareness around your body's needs, you get to write the prescription to your own health by taking charge. Because yes, as I say always, you are the boss of your healthcare. And as a woman, you get to create a self-guided action plan towards optimal health for you. Because inherently, you know that your body is ripe for healing miracles by both staying empowered and having ownership. And the great thing about it is that you get to call upon the doctors and the healers for their expertise, their opinions, their support, even their protocols without relinquishing your power. I can't tell you how amazing it feels to step in to becoming your boss and the CEO of your health. And that is exactly why I wrote my new upcoming book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, which, by the way, is publishing in only two weeks on February 12th, 2019. And it goes into so much more of this and really lays a game plan out for you to take back your health and reset your hormones with my hormone trifecta. Does this feel like the type of healthcare that you are ready to jump into? Now, as I mentioned, the EO Hormone Solution is only two weeks away and it has spent the last two and a half months, maybe even more, as a number one release constantly. Now, as a small token of my appreciation, I have created the most epic bonus goodies as a big thank you for pre-ordering your copy of my upcoming book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. That's right, you can actually begin to balance your hormones instantly with these bonuses that I've created for you today. And now I wanna tell you exactly how to get these because I have a feeling that's what you're wondering next. So first, you just gotta go pre-order the essential oils hormone solution at your favorite online retailer. It could be Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, wherever you wanna get the book. Honestly, Amazon is where a lot of people are getting it, but getting where you fit in. Step two is you're gonna go to my book bonus website, which is drmarisa.com slash hormone book. It's in the profile link, in my Instagram link. It is on my website. I mean, it is everywhere, but we will have it in the show notes. We'll have it on the podcast page. So it is drmarisa.com slash hormone book. Then you're just gonna enter in your details and guess what? The bonuses will instantly arrive in your inbox like that. Now, if you have already purchased the book, which thank you so much, and you are potentially receiving a copy with the Essential Oils Hormone Summit, all you gotta do is just go to the link that I said, the hormone book bonus page, and enter your information for the instant bonus access. I just wanna make sure everyone's getting their bonus goodies, so I'm covering all of my bases. Now, if you're wondering what's in these bonuses, this whole bonus package, well, my self-care ritual video series is there, my hormone masterclass series is there, the top five best expert interviews from the EO Hormone Summit with protocols for liver detoxification, thyroid support, for resetting your hormones and your metabolism, and two other incredible topics. So I have got you covered. You're gonna get access to module one of my Essential Oil 101 course, and all of these epic cheat sheets and guides that are literally gonna steer you exactly where you wanna go for your hormone health. And then what you're gonna gain, because I think it's so important to know what you're gonna actually get out of the book. Well, the Essential Oils Hormone Solution book offers literally the most amazing step-by-step program to reset the body through focus and deliberate changes in self-care rituals aided every step of the way by these gorgeous plant-based essential oils. I know you're gonna love it on top of powerful nutrition. So now that you know where to get it, just make sure that you grab those $300 worth in bonuses 
by pre-ordering the book and going to the bonus website, drmarisa.com slash hormone book. Now let's dive in to this crucial conversation with Dr. Jolene Brighton. But before I do that, I want to quickly introduce her and share her praises. So Dr. Jolene Brighton is a functional medicine naturopathic daughter, she, a doctor. She is the leading expert in post-birth control syndrome and the side effects and long-term consequences associated with the use of birth control. In her patient-centered clinic, Dr. Brighton thrives on navigating the space between conventional and alternative medicine, all while working with patients to help them achieve optimal balance, health, and happiness. She is a best-selling author, speaker, certified yoga instructor, daily meditator, urban homesteader, and a mother to one beautiful boy. Let's get going with Dr. Brighton. Welcome, Dr. Jolene Brighton, to the Essentially You podcast. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. It's always a good day when I get to chat with you, right? (laughs) I absolutely agree. I am so excited to get to have this conversation with you. I love having all the conversations that we have. Girl, we are are changing the world. I'll tell you what, because it gets real. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to be talking about an area we haven't discussed here yet, and that you and I have discussed in person more often, but that is definitely a concern for my audience, which is We're going to be talking about birth control and perimenopausal women and really the issues that we both have around that. (laughs) Oh, yes. We're going to get into that today to help women get in the know and dispel a lot of the fears that can come around, you know, the hormonal birth control conversation. Absolutely. Well, I want to first start. I want I want my audience to get to know you. I know that you have come on the show before. I believe you were episode number four, and we were talking about post-birth control syndrome and really what your doctor doesn't tell you about birth control. So if you guys want to go back and listen in on that episode, it was so powerful. We're going to be taking a, a bigger dive, a deeper dive into this world, this kind of perimenopausal world, which for women can be anywhere between 35 and over 50. It is a pretty long gap in our life and it can feel like limbo for so many of us. And so I'm so glad we're going to be talking about it. But girl, tell me a little bit about how did this become such an important area of focus for you? You know, the funny thing about my story, well, first thing I want to say is I did 10 years on the pill after having crippling period pain. I'm talking like seven plus days of bleeding, writhing pain, missing school. When I started birth control, the pill specifically, It felt like a savior. It felt like the answer and the solution to everything. And it's absolutely been instrumental in my ability to become a doctor. I'm a first-generation college student. And as you know, we're Latinas. All you got to do is look at us. We get pregnant. (laughs) No, that is exactly it. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I did a decade on the pill. And I remember when I was in medical school. So I went to naturopathic medical school after studying first-degree chemistry, next-degree nutritional biochemistry. And I had a solid foundation in science. But what I really felt was lacking was the philosophy and the belief that the body can heal. And I wanted to take a different perspective. Like I wanted to bridge science and that that natural world together. So I'm sitting in medical school and I'm learning about how the menstrual cycle works for like the third time. It took me like three times. And most women don't understand how their menstrual cycle works until much later in life. It's something that we really need to start changing in all these conversations. But when I learned there was only one day out of the month that I was fertile, I had this moment where I was like, wait, why am I taking hormonal birth control? I wasn't in a relationship at the time. So I decided to quit. 
I had never heard of post-birth control syndrome. In fact, I coined that term because no one had heard, like every clinician had seen it, but nobody knew how to, how to talk around it. And for the first time in my life, I lost my period and I got cystic acne. I had tremendous mood swings and I went to my doctor feeling confused and feeling very scared, like three months and I have no period. And he told me, well, it's likely you've always had PCOS. And I was like, no, 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 hold up. I'm learning about PCOS in school. This is not PCOS. I had clockwork periods. Then he told me I was misremembering my period, that I I didn't really know that my period was regular because I was such a young girl. And I'm like, no, when you fear your period, you definitely are you are like in the know on when that is coming. And I'm like, I didn't have issues with irregular periods. In fact, I had such painful periods and so heavy. My doctors thought I had endometriosis when I was younger. As it turns out, I didn't have endometriosis. I didn't have PCOS. And as I moved through my post-birth control syndrome journey, you know, my doctor made me feel like I was alone. He told me that he'd never heard of this before, or seen it before. And I basically felt like I was some kind of freak. So fast forward, I'm doing rotations in a homeless youth clinic and I'm dispensing birth control all the time. This is a high risk population. And this is why I'm not anti-birth control, because given your particular situation, it may be the best bet for you. But two years of that, and I was getting sick of it. But the thing I noticed is that when I was doing rotations in the internal medicine clinics and the general medicine clinics, women weren't getting the same amount of information about hormonal birth control. In fact, hormonal birth control was passed to them like, hey, you're going off to college. Congratulations. Here's your pill. Whereas in this clinic with high-risk youth, we were we were explaining the risk of stroke and heart attack and, and what else they need to be looking out for when they begin it. It's very different. So I get into my private practice and I'm like, I don't want anything to do with birth control. I don't want to prescribe it anymore. Like it, it just, I felt fatigued on it. And then this phenomenon happened where I became known as the doctor who believed women's stories and especially the stories around birth control. I had to remember having a woman come to my office with an IUD being placed and feeling like she lost her mind, fell out of love with her life. And she was being told to start all of these antidepressants, anxiety medications. And it was just basically one more bandaid after another. And what I came to observe and document is that the majority, if not all of women struggle when they come off of hormonal birth control. And while skeptics will argue that there is no research study that has put the term out there, post-birth control syndrome, I think we can all recognize that this is how things evolve in medicine. Once upon a time, we had irritable bowel syndrome. Now we are dialing in and we're getting more specific in that language so that we can understand how to serve and support people better. But something very interesting happens with post-birth control syndrome. And I think it's very much a phenomenon of what we see in women's medicine. And that is women's symptoms are outright dismissed. And this is really what fuels me, is that women are telling the truth about their bodies. They need to be heard. And the idea that just because there's no research study to support what a patient's saying does not give you the right as a physician to dismiss that woman. And I don't know about you, but for me, I don't have 20 years to wait around for science to come out with a study to validate what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through. And I don't think any other woman does either. This is something I've developed protocols. They're documented in my book, Beyond the Pill, on you know how to stay safe on birth control, how to transition off, how to eliminate post-birth control syndrome. And that book is really a call to action to say, women, we got to share our stories and medicine. You need to step up your game. 
Mm, I absolutely agree. You know, very similar to you. I was on birth control and I was on birth control out of fear. You know, I was going to end up being pregnant. You know, my mom was a single mom. She got pregnant with me when she was 18 years old. And I, you know, that was the one thing that no one in my family wanted to have happen to me. And so sure enough, as soon as I could, I got on it. And not only were the symptoms for birth control for me out of control, I stayed on it because I wanted to make sure that I graduated college. I wanted to make sure that I got the career that I, that I was standing on the shoulders of my mom and my grandmother and all the other women and what they did to ensure that there was more equality, that I had the opportunity to get educated and that I had the opportunity to have my own career. And I wasn't going to let getting pregnant stop me. I mean, I'm just going to just tell everyone right now. And it, even though those symptoms were pretty awful, I wasn't willing to get off it until I was volunteering at a woman's clinic and seeing all the things that I was seeing, doing more research, understanding, like you said, the reproductive system and that, you know, that narrow window is, is so small in terms of when we have the ability to get pregnant came off of, ooh, came off of the pill. I was actually on the Depo Vera, which was just horrific. And I was getting shots. That's how that's how serious I was about not getting pregnant. I was like, shoot me up with that stuff. Thank goodness we have that tool, right? right? I mean, that's something we can all acknowledge. And I love that you're sharing that because I think that sometimes women are like, they feel ashamed because they're using hormonal birth control. But it's a tool. It's exactly, if you don't want to get pregnant, that's exactly what it's designed for. And look, you're a doctor. I'm a doctor. Voila, right? We're, we're authors. We're all the things. But I had to get off. I couldn't do it. I got educated enough to know that I could manage. I could. There were other solutions. There were other options for me. I just couldn't. I remember coming off. I didn't have my period for over a year. And I never had had PCOS. I had a regular cycle beforehand. Same thing with you. I didn't go to a doctor and, and wonder. I just figured this was the side effect of being on the pill. I was like, oh, well, this is this is what happens after I'm on this medication for all these years. I don't know if it was 10 years, but it was definitely seven to eight years. So it was a year gone by and it just took forever to get myself re-regulated. And, and you know, I just saw like so many women, we just suffer in silence. We don't, you know, mm-hmm. not that, and I, you know, you don't even think to go to a doctor because you don't think that they're going to care anyway. Right? Yeah, exactly. We suffer in silence because we get dismissed. I mean, my doctor dismissed me. And thank goodness, I'm like, okay, I'm in naturopathic medical school and I've got a background in nutritional biochemistry. Like, I can figure this out. And I got my period back and I cleared my skin. But you're exactly right, is that we suffer in silence because we sometimes feel like our doctor doesn't care or a doctor's not going to listen or they're going to dismiss us. And that isn't because your doctor doesn't want to help you. It's just sometimes they're not the right doctor for the issues that you have going on in that moment. Oh, absolutely. And the thing of it is, is that doctors are human beings like all the rest of us. And we take what we learn from in school. And so often they're just applying that. They're scripting out the thing that they learned. And as, as you mentioned, it takes on average 13 to 20 years to go from research into practice. And like mm-hmm. you said, we don't have a lot of time for that. You don't, a lot of you listening right now don't deserve that. And the, the content, the research is out there. You know, it's just not necessarily being translated into practice yet. But thank goodness we have these, these podcasts. We have people going out and trudging through that research like yourself that we can get a lot of clarity so that when you're hearing this for the first time today, you're going to have these aha moments to say, oh my gosh, that was me. That was me dealing with the crazy mood swings. That was me with that crazy weight gain out of nowhere after stopping, stopping the pill. That was me 
dealing with the acne, dealing with the anxiousness, all of those types of symptoms that came on afterwards where your body was just trying to find equilibrium afterwards. Yeah. I mean, that's the story in women's medicine that's just gotten it so wrong. And that's that your body's betraying you and that your symptoms should be suppressed and that you should be ashamed of your symptoms. And the reality is, is that we are all humans. We are all having similar experiences. And whatever bit of your hormones are off kilter or whatever symptoms are coming up, that's your body's way of communicating to you. That's your body's way of saying, girl, I need some help. Can you help me? And it's really, it's up to us to listen and to advocate for that and to recognize that hormonal imbalances are physiological adaptations all geared up to make sure that you survive. Mm. So true. That is exactly 100% the truth. Well, let's, I want to steer the conversation because we, we were, you know, what we're talking about today is birth control and, and perimenopause or even menopause girl. Oh, I cringe. Anytime I hear a woman is on birth control and they're in menopause. I'm just like, how did this happen? Let's talk a little bit about what are you seeing with women who are in perimenopause and dealing with the birth control pill? Because clearly we are still baby making mode right? We could still get pregnant and during this phase as well. So can you talk a little bit about how common that is that you see women in perimenopause on the pill? Yeah. Well, you know, it's been estimated that 98% of women at any point in her life will be on hormonal birth control. But there is this new phenomenon that we are seeing that really, you know, I want to stand back and say, Hormonal birth control was designed for a young, healthy, fertile female. Okay, that's how it was designed. And when I say that, they were thinking, okay, this is going to be some 20-something who's going to college. She'll meet her husband there. She'll get married. She'll get off birth control. The story is very different these days. But for the first time, we are seeing women who've been on hormonal birth control for decades. And it's interesting that you bring up the menopause because you know what I see, I've actually had women in my office in their 60s. And their doctors told them, you'll stop birth control when your periods stop. Hold up. That's not a period. That's a withdrawal bleed to a medication. So you're not actually ovulating. But to your point, you're absolutely right. Women in perimenopause can still get pregnant. And that's a very real risk. However, what we're seeing is that, like, I call it the pill for every female ill. They just pass you hormonal birth control for all of your symptoms that come up. And so we're seeing that some women start the pill maybe in their 20s, maybe even, you know, earlier than that. And they stay on it throughout their lifetime until they're, they reach menopause. And Sometimes their doctors don't bring them off of it. And then we see other doctors are prescribing it for perimenopausal symptoms. So, you know, you have hot flashes, you have mood swings, you have, you know, heavy periods, you have irregular periods, and this is what they pass you when in reality, it's not addressing the root cause. It's this temporary Band-Aid and it's going to be wicked painful when you pull it off later, but it doesn't have to be. And I'm going to share some tips with you today so that it doesn't have to be. I really appreciate that. You're absolutely right. The pill for every ill is really what it feels like. You know, I feel like it's so misused and so ludicrous. Okay. So girl, tell us a little bit about what you got up your sleeve. So let's say I am, I'm 30. Let's say I'm 38. Girl, let's say I'm 39. Cause you know, that's how old I am. So let's <laughs> say I'm 39. <laughs> I've been put on the pill for whatever reason. I'm having a hard time with it and I want to get off of it. I'm, I'm ready to get off this damn roller coaster. Mm -hmm. How can I support myself in this journey? Because I know I, there's very few women that I've ever met who have come off the pill with just like, 
ease and grace, no problem, no symptoms, no issues. You know, how do we begin to mitigate that? Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. If you have been put on hormonal birth control for symptom management, recognize that you you fall into the majority. In fact, it's been estimated that about 58% of women are on hormonal birth control for symptom management. So this is a really important consideration. This is self-reported by women who are saying that the pregnancy prevention is secondary. Now, if you are on hormonal birth control right now, there's some important things that you need to understand. One is it depletes nutrients like crazy. So we're talking about things like selenium involved in thyroid health, zinc involved in your skin health, along with vitamin C and vitamin E. Deplete those antioxidants, and that's a way to start aging your skin rapidly. And it's also depleting your B vitamins. And without your B vitamins, you cannot detoxify in the liver. Now, what is really troubling, uh, especially as we enter into perimenopause and menopause, is that our liver is everything when it comes to hormonal health, but it is certainly important in, in that phase of life if you want to get those hormonal symptoms under control. But hormonal birth control creates a tremendous burden on the liver. And it actually elevates a, a protein that's called sex hormone binding globulin, which grabs on to your sex hormones, just like what it sounds like, but it also binds up your testosterone. And testosterone is very important for women. And you may be thinking libido, yes. And it's also very important for your muscle mass. And if your muscle mass is, is dwindling, you're going to have issues with urinary incontinence. You are going to have issues in developing diabetes. You're going to have issues with osteoporosis and you are going to gain weight and there will not be a single thing that you can do about it if you do not have that energy, energetically active muscle tissue on your side. Now, the other thing that's really troubling, and I think, you know, there's a recent study that came out in 2018, and every woman should be in the know on this. It showed that, and if you had been on hormonal birth control for six months at any point in your life, you had over a 30% risk of developing diabetes when you entered into menopause. So now we're talking about diabetes. Okay, that's one chronic issue, but we also know that about 60% of the people who are going to develop dementia and Alzheimer's, they're women. And that blood sugar dysregulation plays a crucial role in the development of neurological diseases. So one, we've got to replenish our nutrient stores. Two, we have got to eat our cruciferous vegetables, especially broccoli sprouts, because that's going to protect you in so many ways. But it's going to also help you get your estrogens into the right pathway. That's why I have broccoli seed extract in my balance formulation because the balance formulation is like the, the sheepdog of estrogen is what I call it. Because instead of going into that 16 hydroxy pathway, which causes growth of tissues like the bad kind, like overgrowth of your endometrial tissue, overgrowth of the breast tissue. It can stimulate cancer cells. There's been studies to show that women with breast cancer have had a history of elevated 16-hydroxy. Yes, we need a lot more information on that. But eating things like cruciferous vegetables, whether you're on hormonal birth control or off, can help you get into the 2-hydroxy pathway, which is a much more beneficial estrogen for your body. So what I love about broccoli sprouts and all the cruciferous vegetables is that it's going to feed your microbiome, which takes a hit while you're on birth control. 
It's going to support liver detoxification and it's going to replenish some of those nutrient stores. But definitely, if you're a menstruating female, you want to be thinking about possibly using a prenatal. If you're no longer having your period, then you're going to want to be looking for a multivitamin. And the difference is, is the iron, the amount of iron. And us ladies, when we bleed, we lose iron. And that's why we often need a little higher dose of iron to replenish those nutrient stores. So that's just a few of the steps that women can take right now, whether on birth control or having come off to start to optimize their hormones. I love that. I love the the, the phase two detoxification processes that happen when we're eating the, those cruciferous vegetables. And yes, loving your liver is so important. Even adding lemon to your water, just so some simple steps you can get the job done there. Let's talk a little bit about insulin resistance and, and blood glucose levels, because you're absolutely right. I always think of Alzheimer's and a neurological dementia as I call that type three diabetes, right? That's leading to that. So talk a little bit about what we can do for stabilizing blood sugar levels, why we should be more mindful of that. You know, when our hormones, as you know, when our hormones are imbalanced, especially when we're dealing with high levels of cortisol, we tend to have sugar cravings. We tend to want to crave that. So talk to me a little bit about what are some of your recommendations for helping to ensure that we keep our blood sugar levels at bay, especially either if we're on birth control or even off birth control. Yeah. So, well, if you're on birth control, you got to have your diet dialed in and you've got to have your blood sugar. You have to check it. You need to be going to your doctor and getting a hemoglobin A1C and a fasting insulin because being on hormonal birth control can cause insulin resistance in some women. So that, that in itself, like you need to be checking and following up with your doctor on that. Now, let me explain this a little bit for the ladies that are uh, listening. When you understand that cortisol we think of it for belly fat, is also involved in blood sugar regulation. And cortisol will spike to hit the liver and say, liver, I need you to give me some sugar. The liver stores sugar as glycogen and it will break it down into glucose. And this can happen at any given time. So maybe you skipped a meal. Maybe you are stressed out. So here's the thing. If you are not practicing self-care, you do not have your you time dialed in and you are not getting good sleep, you're going to have issues with your adrenal glands. And if the adrenal glands are misfiring, that in itself can lead to blood sugar dysregulation. So you can have a perfect diet and exercise, but if you are banana stressed out trying to run yourself into the ground or skipping sleep, that cortisol alone can cause blood sugar imbalances. And then it just gets into this cycle where the cortisol's hitting the liver, liver's working overtime, insulin's coming out, the cells can't keep up. And before you know it, now you're getting inflamed and you can't actually even use the insulin, let alone any of your other hormones at the receptor side of the cell. Now, with that whole, you know, that whole gamut of things, I want you to also understand this because there's a lot of doctors who are like, you're having hot flashes, that's your estrogen going up and down. However, I ask this question in my practice, like, do your hot flashes come out of nowhere or do you get hot flashes before you have to give a presentation or when someone cuts you off in traffic or do you wake up in the middle of the night feeling wired and anxious and then you're sweating? If it's the latter and it's those things, it's likely cortisol. And that doesn't mean cortisol can't play with estrogen and they can just be naughty together. They absolutely can. But sometimes the missing piece in, in really getting those hot flashes reined in is really more about ditch the coffee, ditch the alcohol, make sure you're eating fat and protein with every meal. 
I'm not vilifying carbohydrates at all. And I actually ask all my patients to aim if you, when you're eating your carbohydrates to try to get as many plant-based carbohydrates opposed to grain-based carbohydrates. And the reason for that is because it's much more nutrient dense and it's going to have fiber in there as well which is going to keep you full longer, keep your blood balance, your blood sugar in check and help feed the good gut bugs. And if those good gut bugs are acting right, they will help you get the estrogen out of your body so that you don't experience more hot flashes, more symptoms of estrogen dominance. So does that all make sense in terms of what I'm saying there? I love it. You know, I love it, girl. I love, you know, we talked about that, those plant-based, the greens that are helping with estrogen metabolism, helping to support your liver because we connected with that before. And I absolutely agree with you when it comes to that so often for us, our perimenopause and menopause symptoms aren't necessarily our reproductive hormones, but it is cortisol. It's mm-hmm. a stress hormone. I always say menopause is more of a stress issue than it is really an estrogen concern So true. in some instances. Yeah, because that's where we start, we don't realize when we move into menopause, you know, our ovaries are kind of not doing, they don't have to work that hard anymore. They're not really doing the work there. It's the adrenals that take over. And if you come into perimenopause and menopause with adrenal burnout or, or that you are upregulating that, that hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access, it's going to be more a chronic stress issue than it is a reproductive hormone issue. Absolutely. And just like you said, you know, when the ovaries decide they're going to quit, then we fall back on our adrenal glands to make our testosterone, to make our estrogen. And, you know, it's interesting, there's research coming out showing that other tissues in our body actually make estrogen. And so the idea that we're completely estrogen depleted in, in menopause may not be accurate. Like we know now that the bones, the brain, other cells in the body are making estrogen as well. But the primary organ that you, the gland is going to be the adrenal glands that you fall back on. And it's interesting because there's other, you know, experts out there who are starting to question, is it because of like our environment, our stress, the way we run our lives, that the push on the adrenal glands actually robs us from the ability to start making these other yummy hormones in other tissues? So, you know, there is like the secret sauce to transitioning through perimenopause and into menopause. Love your liver, love your adrenals, and make sure that you care for your gut. And fortunately, it's the same diet and lifestyle factors and supplementations that help support all of those things. So it's something where, just like you were saying, eating those leafy greens. I know that you talk a lot about using essential oils for self-care. And you know, if you are a woman who is waking up in the middle of the night and you are feeling you're having those hot flashes, you're feeling really anxious, it may also be that you need to be eating something like a sweet potato or some acorn squash in the evening with like some butter or fat on it. And that it may actually be beneficial for a period of time for you to have carbohydrates at night so that those adrenal glands and your whole body can have that, you know, nice level of glucose throughout the night and not feel like you wake up in that panic. And I know intermittent fasting is like all the rage right now. I'm I'm super big fan of it. But, you know, it's something that if you feel like, oh, if I'm if I'm missing meals, I am getting I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I'm hangry, I'm feeling anxious, then intermittent fasting may not be right for you right now. It doesn't mean that it's bad. And eating just and you know why I bring this up is because there are people who will say eating carbs at night or is bad. And you know what? 
all that information is true, but is it true for you? And that's really the way we need to start framing these conversations is that we have to ask for where you're at right now in your life cycle with the symptoms you're having. And is this true for you? Is this what your body needs? And know that it's not a forever thing. Diet is not static, okay? You will never eat the same diet through your entire life and and feel the benefits of it. We need to match where we're at in our life right now. I absolutely agree. It is so individual. And the thing is, is you know your body better than anyone else, and you're going to be able to figure that out. And so just listening to your body, I think, is so key. Okay, so we are looking at this particular age group, and you know, we're looking at, as a woman, let's say I am still concerned about pregnancy. Let's say I have my kids. I don't want to risk having another child, you know, all that going on. How do women begin to support their bodies if they do want to stay on birth control, if indeed they are using it as a contraceptive? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I said, you need to be having lab testing with your doctor. So getting the hemoglobin A1C, getting the fasting insulin so you check your blood sugar. You're also going to want to look at things like a CBC. So as I told you, uh, B vitamins are depleted. B12 and folate can actually be depleted and you can develop anemia. So it's a different kind of anemia than iron deficiency anemia. And so that's when women can start feeling fatigued and run down. You have to be checking that. Also getting a full thyroid panel and looking into that is so very important. We know that perimenopause and menopause, you're at higher risk of developing thyroid disease and hormonal birth control it really does you no favors when it comes to thyroid and adrenal health. Now, I hear you if you've got to stay on it, which is why I say you're going to stay on it. Just make sure you're monitoring your symptoms and you're monitoring your lab tests. So getting a full thyroid panel, TSH, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, TPO and thyroglobulin antibodies. Like having that checked at least once a year is a really wise decision to make sure that you're keeping tabs on your health. We want to be monitoring regularly because we shouldn't wait until we have a disease. That's too late. We want to catch things that are coming down the pipeline. Now, the other thing I want to say is heart attack and stroke risk is much higher if you're over age 35 and you're using hormonal birth control your heart attack and stroke risk is much higher. Have a conversation with your doctor. They can order lab testing to understand where your risk is at right now and make sure you get educated on what does a heart attack look like in women. It's very different than what it looks like in men. I actually dedicated an entire chapter in my book, Beyond the Pill, on on these metabolic issues and teaching women that your heart attack, it may look like indigestion, flu-like symptoms, and fatigue. That's going to be very different than a man. So, you know, this is because if you choose to take hormonal birth control, I want to make sure that you're supported through that and you know what to be looking out for. Now, I definitely want you to understand that hormonal birth control can and does contribute to vaginal atrophy. So thinning of the tissue, something that happens as we as we lose our estrogen. It also contributes to low libido pain with sex and pain with orgasm. So I want to bring that up because I see women, This I've seen 20-year-olds who have these issues. And I see so often that, you know, at any age, your vagina is feeling dry, you're hating sex, it hurts to have sex, and you get in the mirror and you, you just turn that finger right on yourself and you're like, it's me. Something's wrong with me. And you have to recognize that it may not be you and it may actually be the medication that you are using. So if that's the case, you know, making sure that you're loving up that vagina right um, and using plenty of lubrication. And why I say that is because we can get into a pain cycle with sex where we think like, oh, okay, like sex is painful. Now your neurological system's like, I don't want anything to do with that. So 
That's one thing. Another thing is that you might need to meet with a physical therapist, a pelvic floor physical therapist to help you understand is this hormonal or is this due to muscles? And then it may be that you need to transition off of hormonal birth control. But something that can work really well, you know, whether you are having vaginal dryness because of the pill or not, is actually using 400 IUs of vitamin E oil. And no, that will break down a condom. So you can't apply vitamin E oil and then expect a condom will do its job. So just be advised on that. But that's something that like in my practice, I'll have women poke a hole in the top of vitamin E capsule and insert that at night. And that can be really soothing and nourishing for the tissue as well. And then, like I said, you know, the other things that we've talked about, you've got to have your diet dialed in. You've got to make sure you're eating those cruciferous vegetables, high quality protein, healthy fats are coming in so that you can make your hormones and you will still be making adrenal hormones and thyroid hormones. So make sure you're replenishing the nutrients that are lost by birth control so that you can keep doing that. And then make sure you're also keeping an eye on your gut. Hormonal birth control has been compared to antibiotics in terms of its impact on our microbial diversity. So you're going to need a probiotic and you're going to need prebiotics. So eat those vegetables so that you can feed those good bugs. But if you start having digestive symptoms, you definitely need to investigate that because hormonal birth control is not only associated with what's called dysbiosis. So maybe not enough of the good stuff or there's, you know, some of the less favorable stuff overgrowing. But we also see increase in vaginal yeast infections, oral yeast infections, and then certainly yeast in the gut. So it's, this is the big takeaway here. If you still want to use hormonal birth control, one, you you definitely need to grab beyond the pill because that alone, I could probably talk like five days and still not cover everything that's in the book. But I really detail and outline, if you want to do the pill, I got you. I want to give you what to be looking out for, what to talk to your doctor about, what symptoms to be tracking, and how to support your body. And, you know, in that, I also go through the cancer risks, which are definitely something women get frightened of. I talk about the effects on mood, what to look out for, what to do about it, and really go through each one of the systems that hormonal birth control impacts, because it is your choice. And as a a doctor, it's it's my job to support you in your choice. I want to make sure that every woman stays safe on hormonal birth control should she choose to go that route. Mm, I love that. And yes, you're definitely going to want to grab the book. Dr. Jolene, anything else that we should know about the book that you are so excited? I know it is out now. So congratulations. It's going to change so many lives. Oh, thank you so much. You know, this has seriously been such a labor of love. As you know, it's like birthing. Well, you, you've you birthed a lot more books than me, but I'm like, man, I think ch- I, I think childbirth might have been a little bit easier sometimes. In the <laughs> well, it was process, definitely but- less time, childbirth. <laughs> Yeah, right. So here's how I set up Beyond the Pill and what I want every woman to understand. So I've got an entire chapter in there that I call like the decoder ring every woman should have gotten about her about her body, where I actually will teach you about your hormones and what all your hormonal symptoms mean. I give you some short-term wins and solutions of like, do this right now, get this lab testing, ask your doctor for this so that you are focused on how to feel better right away and then how to change those symptoms for good. So that I set up because understanding that most women are getting on hormonal birth control for symptom resolution. So I've got an entire chapter on that. And then in the second part of the book, I really go through and I detail each system. So liver, gut, adrenal, thyroid, mood, libido, and fertility if you do want to have a baby, and how hormonal birth control will affect those systems while you're on it, how to stay safe if you're on it, and then 
how to love up those systems right when you come off of it. And in the last section of the book is a 30-day plan that really, it's geared up for supporting women on hormonal birth control or those with post-birth control syndrome. But really, I mean, what is in there can help you in so many ways at so many stages of life to really optimize your hormonal health. And then, of course, I've got a ton of yummy recipes because I'm a foodie. And I believe that if you're going to tell women, hey, you need to you need to eat a certain diet, then you best be supporting women with some recipes. So the recipes, you know, the whole book I love, but the recipes, like we're still eating them in my house and you can find them on Instagram because I'll be posting those everywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And girl, tell me the book is everywhere, right? We can get it anywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Anywhere that you can find a book, it should be there. And if not, you let me know and I'll make sure it gets there. (laughs) No doubt. I hear that. And then for our amazing listeners, you have the most incredible bonus for us. And just tell me a little bit about it. I know about it. I've seen it. It is amazing. What do you have for us, honey? Yeah, it's the hormone balancing starter kit. And so in that, you're going to get a seven-day meal plan, a recipe guide to support and you know everything that I just said to you about hormonal balance, getting your cortisol in check, all that business. I've got you covered in that recipe guide, plus solutions for things like estrogen dominance, how to bump your progesterone so you feel chilled out and calm. And it's just really a compilation of like what every woman needs to know to get, get started on her road to healing those hormones and optimizing her health. Mm, I love that. I love it. And Dr. Jolene Brighton, honey, where can we find you? Where, besides grabbing this and grabbing the book, where else can we go get you? So I write a lot at drbrighton.com, D R I B R I G H T E N. I'm also on Instagram at Dr. Jolene Brighton. And as you know, I have a podcast in which you were one of my very important guests. So women can also find me on anywhere that podcasts are as well, chatting it up with all of the female experts. Well, there's male experts in there as well, but we are talking mostly lady talk and about lady parts. <laughs> I love, well, that's, ain't that the truth, right? That's definitely both of our message. Well, honey, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your amazing wisdom and giving us so much to consider for whether we stay on the birth control pill or we decide that we want to come off it with ease and grace. Thank you for, you're just amazing girl. Oh, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here with you and your super educated tribe. All right, honey, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, if I haven't said it before, I absolutely love Dr. Jolene Brighton, and I am so grateful that she is addressing this massive issue that impacts millions of women who are struggling right now. And if we're not talking about the subject, I don't know how we're gonna make the impact and the changes that we really need to make for women's hormone health. Now, I hope that you loved her recommendations for what they can do for you right now. And if you are currently on the pill or recovering from both post-birth control syndrome, Her gift is a game changer. So definitely download her amazing gift, which is her hormone balancing starter kit with a meal plan, recipe guides designed to support an estrogen detox, optimize adrenal health, and take the next steps that you need to feel your best. And again, you can grab that in the show notes or you can go to drmarisa.com slash podcast. And let me just check really quickly because I know I should know this. This is going to be episode number 60. And then she does have a brand new book coming out that is out today. And that is called Beyond the Pill. And you can get it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. I know you are going to love this book as much as I do. So 
definitely go and grab your copy. Now, I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. You are always the inspiration for what we create here. So coming up next is one of my favorite topics from one of my favorite people. We have a next guest returner, Dr. Alan Christensen, New York Times bestselling author of The Adrenal Reset, and Dr. C is going to be shedding light on how to reset your metabolism, and guess what? It is all about the liver. I can't wait to see you guys in the next episode. Until then, have an amazing week. Bye.